Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Jeremy Shaw, quick word before we go down to Andrew. Yeah, look, we're talking about this battle in LMP3 between number 36 and number 74. Sneaking up behind, actually roaring up behind, is Nolan Siegel in the number 30 car for Junior 3 Motorsport. That's the Airbnb car that he shares with uh, Ari Baylog and Garrett Grist. Nolan's been absolutely flying. He pulled in three seconds on that pair in the last lap. Uh, and he's getting, well, obviously he's getting closer and closer and closer. That uh, leading battle is coming now down past us in turn 12. There he goes. Here, there goes number 30 car. So uh, Nolan Siegel a little bit closer again on that lap. He just went uh, a best final sector time as well, that youngster at the wheel of that number 30 car. Very impressive. He's been racing on the road to Indy for the last several years, made his Indy Lights debut in the final round of this year's Indy Lights Championship at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, down at uh, Ally, the Action Express team, right rear puncture was that stop, and uh, the uh, wheel came off, another one popped on, and Rocky continued on his way. So nothing's going right for that car, is it? Absolutely nothing. No, indeed not, Andrew. Thank you uh, for that. That's cleared up that one. Of uh, punctures, but there's been a lot of side by side action as well, and I suspect those two things uh, may be somehow connected. Not, yeah, not entirely unrelated. Yes, yeah. indeed. So, uh, like Duval being out now for 25 laps, Mike Conway for 24, Brendan Hartley for 20, Ollie Jarvis on his 21st as well. Sort of. Ah, so Fraga so, has made the move. Ah, has he? And he's gone through then. Our leader just uh, heading around turn five. Look, uh, sorry, our Ollie Jarvis now uh, in behind the uh, wheel of the Myshank. That's the number 60 car. Now in chase mode in terms of the championship. As we can head down to the pit lane. It's that middle part of the race, so pretty much all of the drivers have been through. Shea Adam, who have you got to talk to? Garrett Grist, fellow Canadian down here in the pit lane. Now, you know Petit Le Mans. You've won it back in 2017, but the race feels like it's different than it was then. This P3 class is so hotly contested. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. I love the P3 class. Um, obviously, Happy Ims is keeping it for another year when uh, you, know, you have teams like Riley, Core, ourselves. Uh, the level's really high, and I think it's just it's going to keep improving, and, and the lineup's going to get better, and the team's going to get better. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun so far. You guys have been the team that's been clawing the way back up to the front of this battle. Is your car going to be even stronger at night? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it was a lot stronger at night in, in practice than it was during the day. Um, so we're, we're hoping for that for sure. Uh, last year, I think we struggled a bit in the night compared to the day. So we've really been working on that for this year. Have you even been in the car yet in the race? No, 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 I haven't been in the car yet. So next stop, I'll be in for a bit, out, and then back in for the end. Hey, good luck. Awesome, thank you. And we'll take one more for the uh, drivers here. Christian, uh, Tristan, <laughs> Christian Nunez, I've just renamed him, Andrew. Sorry, Tristan Nunez uh, is with Andrew down in the pillow. Yeah, he is. And uh, Tristan had a very good run here. 
having a very good run at the moment. Yeah, so far so good. Steven did an amazing job. Uh, I think he did a quad stint uh, right from the start to get his drive time out of the way. So now it's just Josh and I to the end doing doubles. Um, so yeah, Josh doing a great job in there right now. Um, we've got a good car, good team. Looking, looking forward to the end. It blows my mind that a 16-year-old can do that. I know, I remember when I was 16, it feels like uh, ages ago, I mean, God, it's 10 years now, I'm 26, I feel like it was just yesterday, I'm sure John and Jeremy remember those days, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, but I, I remember what it was like to be in his shoes. It's a, a relatively new place for you here, fitting in nicely. Yeah, definitely, it's uh, feeling in, you know, feeling in right at home, so uh, excited to see what it's like out there and uh, get, get back behind the wheel. And, uh, you're hoping to stay with this team for next year? Have you got plans for next year, Christian? Still trying to figure it out, uh, keeping my options open, but uh, I'm definitely uh, free and on the market, so <laughs> uh, looking for anything. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep pushing for it. I'm not done yet, still young, still 26 and ready to go. Right, good, I'll get your phone number later. Yeah, thank you. Andrew Marriott with Tristan Nunes. Tristan Nunes, yeah, I mean, yeah. He joined oh, the, uh, the the uh, Action Express team at the beginning of this year and for some reason was dumped out. I, I can't understand it. He seemed to me, from everything that I looked at, lap time-wise, race-wise, racecraft-wise, everything else seemed to be doing a pretty good job. Uh, he was replaced by Olivier Pla, who doesn't seem to have been uh, much better. I mean, that, that's been, been a bit of a struggle for that team this season. But anyhow, he's found a, found a home back again there with uh, PR World Matheson Motorsports and with Stephen Thomas, well, with Stephen Thomas at least, who, with whom he drove uh, a year or so ago. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he's, he's showing his capabilities again. I mean, the kid is fast. Uh, one of the things that uh, we have been doing this year in a few of the championships that we cover is uh, working with Valkyrie AI out of uh, Austin, you know, full season partner for our WEC coverage and partner with uh, United Autosports and Shadam and I have been getting reams of statistics from that and it, it's easy for us to say one thing and what our eyes say Shea but that can be backed up now with, with hot, uh, solid data and in, in terms of what Tristan did in the first part of the this season as to what Ollie Pla's done now, um, there's a story to be told there by the numbers. Yeah, it's not actually something that Valkyrie sent, it's something I compiled over the course of the season, but Tristan's numbers uh, were closer to the pace of not only his teammate, but the fastest lap overall than what Ollie's been able to replicate. Neither have been given a great deal of time in the car, do have to say that, so the uh, balance there was one thing but Tristan definitely did not warrant being dropped by the team based on his performance all right we've got teams scrambling up onto the wall now inception racing has just come on the wall John four new tires and ooh a Seprio getting ready to be installed so that means Jordan Pep will be getting out and I will uh, grab him once he has his helmet off John well David is just a very strong stint very strong stint there in the heat of the day Yes, yes, uh, I was very happy. Uh, the car feel great. Uh, we, of course, we need to think about that at the end of the race, uh, but uh, we have a good car, good pace. Uh, unfortunately, we are not so fast on the straight line, so it's very difficult to overtake the other. But on the corner, we are quite fine, so happy for my car now. We need to keep concentrating, it's still very long. And what about the traffic for you in a GT car? It's a bit difficult. You have to look at your mirrors, but 
Yes, uh, we have a good spotter, Brian, and this is really, really helpful for us. Uh, but yes, uh, especially if we find that B45 is a mess, and uh, of course everybody are losing, so you not just need to stay concentrated, don't get dirty on the tires, and uh, and do your best. Uh, the traffic is the same for everybody. Thanks very much, Davide Rigard there in the Ricci Ferrari, and I remember him winning in Super Formula. I think he won the championship three years running, didn't he? He was very, very quick. Great to have Ricci back. A couple of questions about the tyre irregularity penalty for that's the name, number 48, Ally Cadillac, wasn't it? Uh, tyre pressure monitoring is uh, an IMSA data stream. So that comes out of, uh, of race control, effectively. They get notified. Then they can call that drive-through as they did about the minimum starting pressures of tyres. Huge amount of data available, of course, nowadays. Uh, and IMSA are very good at collecting it. They have their own sensors on the cars that don't rely on manufacturers or teams. So give you another quick rundown before the next pit stop sequence starts. Five hours and 50 to go. Lloyd Duval by 1.6 seconds, JDC Miller, the Mustang sampling number five car, leading Mike Conway for wheel and engineering in the 31 red and white car, and Brendan Hartney for Conning and Minolta. Then it's Ollie Jarvis for Meyer Shank racing another four seconds further back. Those two, the 10 and the 60 Acuras, those are the two cars that are only in the hunt for the championship, and as it stands at the moment, uh, whoever finishes highest of those two, if they're in the top five, wins the championship. Josh Pearson, the 16-year-old in the PR1, Matheson Motorsport number 11, is leading from Anders Fjordbach by a handy 42 seconds. In LMP3, Philippe Fraga, from fighting his way back, him, Philippe Fraga, in this stint, from a lap down to leading the class. And leading the class by 5.6 seconds from Gabby Chavez in second for Andretti. GDD, it's Paul Miller racing from Vassa Sullivan, that's the number one. BMW from Aaron Tielitz in the number 12. That's the Lexus team caught of Mike Ski in the hunt for the championship in that number 32 car. Did a big fuel save uh, earlier on in his stint. And in the pro category, it is Ben Barnicott for Fasa Sullivan in the number 14 car. It's a car with the red numbers, mirrors and Rear wing end plates from Conor de Felipe. They're coming back from a long penalty as well. BMW Team RL number 25. And Maxi Gertz for WeatherTech Racing. The white car with the red and blue stripes down the side. That's your VP Racing Fuel in-race update. Jeremy's done the arithmetic on the first tranche of points for Michelin Endurance and could give us uh, a little bit of an update. How are we standing? Yeah, so in uh, there's been various changes, actually, to the orders. In DPI, these are unofficial, by the way, because the uh, IMSA issues the unofficial uh, points, uh, uh, results, I should say, at the four-hour mark. So it's, it's not official yet, but unofficially, uh, five points went to the number five car, uh, four points to the number 31 car, three points to number 10, and two to number 60. Now, the, the, the upshot of all this is that, by my reckoning, the number five team will leap from third to first 
on 33 points, then tied together on 32 will be both of the Acura teams, <laughs> number 60 and number 10. Uh, and then uh, two points behind them is the wheel and engineering racing Cadillac, car number 31. In uh, LMP2, uh, we've already talked about that. When the PR1 Mathis Motorsports team, pretty much whatever happens, they can, well, I think whatever does happen, they can hang on to, in fact, they can hang on to the uh, the win in the LMP2 Cup class. That car, I think, is still out of the race. Yeah, it's still stopped. Uh, and uh, the, the maximum points was taken in this uh, four-hour mark point by the, the sister car, the number 11 car. That was, uh, it's out of contention. That's way, way down the order. In, uh, in in LMP2 in any case so that fact uh, helps the other team helps number 52 car so the 52 cars already wrapped up that title chase in LMP3 the leading car coming into this weekend at the Michelin Endurance Cup was, was the number 74 which again took maximum points to extend extends its lead now from three points as it was over the number 33 car to now uh, it doubles it to six points uh, in LMP3. In GTD Pro, we now, the uh, the Corvette team comes into this race with a two-point edge over Risi Competizione Ferrari. However, the Risi car took maximum points at the four-hour mark. So we'll now move on to 30 points to the 29 of Corvette uh, and 27 for the Heart of Racing team, Aston Martin, which was second at the four-hour mark. Uh, finally, in GTD, um, the Inception Racing arrived here with a five-point edge over AF Corsa. Those two cars were first and second at the four-hour mark, the other way around. The AF Corsa car scored maximum five points to Inception's four points for second position. So that gap has gone from five points to four, with two uh, iterations of points still to come. I just delivered that news to Jordan Pepper, who got out of the inception racing McLaren shortly after that, Mark. Jordan, you came into this race with two objectives. Win the Michelin Endurance Cup for yourself and Brendan Reid, and win the race for, again, Brendan and Seb Priu. Well, after your first stint, do you feel like you have the car to do it both? I, we definitely have the car to do it. We, yeah, we were quite incredible. Brendan did a marathon two and a half hour stint, and I think he's on a jet now, already on his way to Barcelona for a race over there tomorrow. And, yeah, we took an incredible, like, really good call, and unfortunately, it's not nice to see incidents, but as it happens when there's incidents, there's full course yellows, and we got kind of caught two seconds behind being a lap down, so we went, cycled through to the back, and then we went on a marathon fuel save run, which then would have put us in the lead at the four-hour mark, but another caution came out, and in the end, we took a, a hard charge to the end, chasing Tony down in the 21, which is our main competition and main rivals. And sometimes he was probably a bit like a bit naughty at points, but I mean, if he's if I got ahead of him, championship was done. So I can fully understand it. We left each other just enough room, um, and yeah, it was a good fight. Unfortunately, we we're on the wrong side of the points there, but still, we only lost one point to them, which is going to hopefully pay dividends towards the end of the race. And going for the overall win now, I'm sure there's going to be a million cautions to come or something, and we're going to be able to get ourselves back on strategy for that. So we have the card to do it. This track's amazing, this championship's amazing. I'm loving driving uh, my Inception Racing McLaren and yeah, just grateful to be out here. Thanks Jordan, good luck. Thank you. Come away. It's been a bit of a challenging race so far. Bit of a challenging race so far here. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
How do you change your mindset? How do you change your mindset from going from the Toyota hypercar into this? Is it relatively easy? Uh, well, I think it's still racing, so it's not never easy to be honest. So we we try to always push very hard, and uh, you know, as you see, Imuza is very competitive as well. So you know, we still come in here like kind of the screw up learning myself and uh, you know we always try to push my, as much as I can. Well, what about next season with Toyota? The car is being upgraded in a major way for next season with all this new competition? Uh, no, we're not. Yeah. Staying the same, yeah. but it's going to be an cr incredible fight, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's all about BOP, but I think uh, yeah. to have more manufacturer, it, it will be great for uh, this championship. And will you be able to fit in any races over here? Will you be able to race uh, Rolex 24? No, I think for now, not next year. Uh, I just take the break and because uh, I have quite many things to do. And yeah, actually I'm working quite hard for, you know, the kind of management stuff. So, you know, as driver, definitely I want to do, but uh, take break for focusing things uh, for the management and uh, we see in the future, uh, if I have available, definitely I want to come back here. Well, we hope to see you back in the future. And hopefully, the car will move forward a bit. Thank you, Andrew. And Shea Kamikobayashi there talking. He's got wears several hats, of course, because he's part of the management team now. In and out for Ollie Jarvis in the number 60. As in comes the leader, Brendan Hartley. Lights very bright, John De Geese. Sports Car 365, alongside us in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Good afternoon, John. How are you? Doing pretty well. How about yourself, John? Go how good is this? Yeah. How good is this? Not a drop of rain. All that worry we had. Look, people have been hurt by it. They've had horrible times, but we've been very fortunate here. Full course yellows just come out. Impact at turn four, I'm hearing. So that's going to make everybody scramble uh, and... That might be a very good bit of timing for the cars who have just come into the pit lane, including Brennan Hartley, who is already out of the number 10, Conningham and Nolter. Yet more drama, John De Geese, in this race that has seen plenty so far. We had a feisty opening as well. Yeah, absolutely. A great battle up front. I, I think this is turning into a really spectacular race so far very spectacular race it could be a classic really good weather for us full course yellow turn four is where the in and it's the mustang sampling oh. car is involved uh, and that has also taken out the number 12 lexus oh. and that's a big hit for that lexus it's missing front suspension down through the s is super quick and it looked like perhaps the lexus ran into the back of the prototype which has gone into the wall pretty hard there's a wheel gone off as well and the whole front end of the lexus has been demolished uh, the lexus driver is aaron tielitz and he's out of the car at least he's getting some assistance to get out of the car it's all right uh, maggie's all right he's out of the car and he's been 
He needed a little bit of help just to get the window net down, but the rest of it, he's fine, and he's annoyed with the other driver. That's a good sign in some respect, isn't it? So, where has the Mustang sampling gone? The Leuk de Val is out of the car as well, and that car's heavily into the wall. It, uh, it looks like it may be stopped at eight. Uh, no, uh, that's there's just a, there's a timing oh, glitch, okay, actually, right, John. Okay, Sorry, okay. I should have told you that. Look, look, oh, look. Big look, swipe yeah, down the yeah. inside. The number by five car just dived down the inside. You can't pass anybody there, Lloyd. No, you should know that. He does know that. He knows that. And both of them hit the interim tyre bill. That's what's done the damage, but it did slow them down. Uh, the Lexus is out, that number 12 car. And the number five, well, like Duval's exited to the concrete wall as well this is going to be a very very long cleanup right down the inside through turn four and a side swipe if you're going to go past there in a prototype you have to have the help of the driver that you're going by the right front steering arm was broken in the initial contact I'd say uh, on the Lexus and at that point Aaron Tielitz is a passenger in that car all of the safety systems have worked for both drivers they have both exited their cars under their own steam and now the cleanup begins all right we'll just take a little breath as that starts to happen uh, take some interviews from down in the pit lane Andrew uh, is down there and uh, is with Brendan Hartley who's uh, just got out of his racing car uh, he's just stepped away now. Sorry, John. Andrew. So, yeah, not a problem. I know it's really hectic uh, up there in the booth. So I might be able to trace Brendan. I'm going to sort of go down to JDC Miller and maybe they'll bring Loic back. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's probably the best plan, John. I, I think uh, Brendan's definitely. Uh, but just let me have a quick look. Is they'll have to go to the infield care centre. Shout up, Andrew. If uh, if you get him, we've got John De Geese here. Uh, an extension of what we've seen here. John, very fast, very furious racing, conditions pretty much uh, perfect, and, and yet another, uh, yet another, sh uh, <laughs> once again, the team caught off motorsport car providing the, the, the camera view, but the racing when we ha have had it, it's been absolutely superb, punctuated by uh, these incidents uh, here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Yeah, and this one by far the most serious of the race so far, and and I, I don't under really understand why these drivers are that aggressive this early in the race. It's just like, you know, we're just re barely reaching halfway right now, and there's a lot of racing still to come. Talk to you about uh, this season and next year in a moment, but we have now got Brendan Hartley uh, with Andrew Marriott down in pit lane. Yeah, Brendan had climbed uh, up uh, onto the uh, pit perch here, it's on the top row, just talking to Wayne over the radio, actually, at the moment, and let him just finish that conversation. And uh, that's still going on a moment. Yeah, he's still discussing with the team. Uh, I'm sitting up on the bench, actually, so uh, let them get the conversation over with. Um, John, shall I shout you up when they're ready? Cause... All right, Andrew. Uh, what a season, John de Geese, this year, particularly for DPI competition. 59th and final race for this iteration uh, of the DPIs. You've covered it all. You've seen all of those races, um, as have I. Uh, it's been a really interesting ride as these cars have been developed, as they've got faster. They end as the fastest 
endurance racing prototypes in the world. And it's been brilliant. Yeah, extreme racing. I look back at some of these races, and it's amazing what we've gone through these last couple of years. You know, six seasons, like you said, um, and, and really setting the bar for what's to come. I think everybody's talking about this being the end of the era, but it's really beginning what's to come with LMDH. And, and I, I think it's really, if we didn't have DPI, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have LMDH, that's pretty clear. Totally agree, and I, I want to explore that with you a moment after we've heard uh, from Brendan Hartley. Brendan, well, that actor just, just proves how difficult it is around here with these slower cars. Yeah, I didn't, I've just hopped out of the car. I haven't seen exactly what happened. It, look, it looks like a pretty big shunt. I uh, hope, hope everyone's okay. Uh, they are okay. Loic, uh, Loic was trying to get past in a very tricky spot. Yeah. And, uh, obviously collected the Lexus. But what about your stint then? Yeah, happy. I, I did three stints in the car. Um, first stint was great. I was right behind, behind uh, Castro Nevis. I knew the 60 car was, uh, was the target, so I tried to put him, tried to put him under a lot of pressure. Um, I was right on his, on his tail the whole stint. Feel good out there. Um, I think we were both suffering with rear tie dig, so I think everyone set the car up knowing that it's going to get colder in the night. The rears are going to get better, you know, more under control. Um, second stint, I struggled. I think there was a small mistake on tire pressure, so I was having a tough time out there. And Third stint, I had the 60 behind and managed to, to, to pull out the gap a little bit, save a lap of fuel. And yeah, no, I was really happy with the, the stint. And now we've got Ricky and Philippe to hopefully try and bring it home. Over in the other championship, we've been having a great season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really good, the last, particularly the last three races. We've uh, pulled to, to equal, first equal in the, in the WEC, so we're going to Bahrain tied. And actually, a similar situation to, to here with Wayne Taylor Racing. We just have to beat the, the Alpine, uh, the same as uh, you know, Wayne Taylor Racing, just having to beat the, the 60 car. So, yeah, the last two races of the season are quite spicy for me. Thanks very much. Great to hear from Brendan Hartley. The pits will be open this time around for the prototype, so we'll expect plenty of action. Just coming through turn at 10 now. And let's see who's staying out. Well, of course, the number 10 Wayne Taylor racing car is gonna stay out because they had just pitted before that incident. Uh, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windscreen. So in comes the, now that's interesting. Mike Rockefeller's come back in again in the 48. I'm, I thought, well, he might as well pit, actually, because if the leader's not pitting, he's not going to get a lap back. So that's two 17-lap stints. He had a puncture at the end of his first 17 laps in the car. But this is them just fueling up and going further into the race. Also, the 0-1 of Scott Dixon coming into the pit lane as well. Uh, and also the P2 leader coming into the pit lane and heading for Shadow. That's car number 11 with Tristan Nunez behind the wheel. Now let's see if they are going to do the full service stop that they had planned. No, they are doing fuel only for the number 11. Back in the LMP3 world though, we've got the 74 Riley car and this is fuel and four tires for them. Fuel and four tires for the number 30 as well. We've heard from the junior three driver, Garrett Giskwell. Now he's behind the wheel. He said he hasn't driven yet. We also have full service for the zero one. That means that Ranger Van de Zandt has been installed behind the wheel because it's a bright yellow helmet. Fuel, four tires, and a Josh Vernon behind the wheel for car number 36 of Andretti. And fuel and four tires, but I don't think... Oh, no, there was a driver change for the number 33, Sean Creech Motorsport. I think that's Nico Pino behind the wheel of that car now. And Mike Rockenfeller got a new set, or another set of uh, Michelin slicks and a full tank of EP racing fuel. Big damage on that Mustang sampling. At number five there, John, right rear corner. Car stood up amazingly 
well there, but uh, it's probably a good job that that's the last race for that car because I think... It was supposed to go to a collector, I think, to do some historic racing. So. Uh, oh, really? Oh, dear. Um, they might have to find another chassis uh, for that one. You made the point, John, and it was very valid, about without DPI, there would be no GTP, no LMDH. Ultimately, really, and I was talking to John Doonan about this last night at the Porsche Carrera Cup Night of Champions. Ultimately, the GTP regulations, LMD, Adrian, were DPI 2.0. That had been planned from a ways back to replace this. COVID sort of got in the way, and then convergence made it actually make even more sense. But ultimately, the LMDH regulations were IMSA's replacement for this class from way back. Exactly. You know, minus the hybrid component, I think that was a big push by the ACO. But at the, still, at the same time, you know, this was being worked on for years and years and years. And, um, you know, what we see now on the grid, you know, on the grid we saw the, the couple cars, you know, from each, one car from each manufacturer earlier on before the start of the race. That is the culmination of all of this hard work from IMSA. And they all look good. They all look distinctively different. I'm told they sound distinctively different. We'll find out on Monday when when we're trackside. You staying on? Yep, for I'll that? be there too. Okay, so I'll, I'll see you there. Don't, don't go away because the GTDs are coming in and Shea Adam is on. <laughs> Shea, you've got everybody coming <laughs> in now. Oh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. I feel ganked up on. All right, we've got Paul Miller Racing BMW in. Brian Sellers climbing aboard. Eric Johansson getting out fuel and four new tires. Four new tires for Sepp Frio. Even though he hasn't been out in that attempt to McLaren for very long, they are treating him nicely. We've got fuel and four tires for the gradient racing actor as well. It's fuel only for the 21 Ferrari Day, of course, and the number 96 Turner Motorsports BMW. Fuel, four tires, and a driver change for Russell Ward getting out as he gets a little bit startled at Turner leaving its pit box and it is now Phil Ellis aboard the 57 fuel and tires for the number 16 that is the right motorsport Porsche the first of the cars to get going again after taking full service was the Paul Miller Racing BMW and second in line hello team Cawthorf what a great stop from them fuel and four tires Jesse just getting a crash helmet off there how is that stint for you pretty hot at the moment no, actually, I just changed a, a drinks bottle for Connor. Uh, he's doing a great job at the moment. He's in for a double. So oh, you had your crash helmet on. You got me fooled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just uh, I just changed the drinks bottle for him. He uh, he ran out of drinks. So uh, yeah, I just wasn't wasn't driving. And what about the car at the moment? Uh, did did you talk to Connor? Uh, I've been hearing on the radio. The car seems to be uh, really good. He's happy with the pace of the car. The balance seems good. Uh, yeah, I think we're in the mix, uh, at least, so, uh, yeah. In the mix, long way to go. Yeah, still a long way to go. There's going to be a penalty for one of our title contenders in GTD when leaving the pit box. The number 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin hit the tire that was left on the left rear side of its sister car, the number 23. That is a penalty in this sport. So that means that Roman DeAngelis' championship contending car will be coming back down the lane. Our mission and keys to the race, get to the dark. Well, that's still 20 past seven, 1919 actually, is, uh, is the sunset time tonight. Easy one to remember. Track position we've talked about, but no penalties. And I've said that more times than anything else today. There's been more penalties than the quarterfinals of the European Football Championships. Absolutely extraordinary. John, I want to go back to the GTPs. And one of the things that excites me is the variety of how the cars look, and we've talked about the sound. That is because the regulations have allowed the manufacturers to either 
plunder their back catalogue or do something completely different. Engine-wise, we've got a really interesting mix of of philosophies from the four manufacturers who will be racing here next year. Yeah, we have a twin-turbocharged V8 in the Porsche, which actually is originated from the RS Spider, went to the 918 in the middle and did a full circle. Um, the, a V6 twin turbo for um, the Acura. Which is a brand new engine, I'm here. There's, there's some parts and some commonality of thinking with an IndyCar engine, but that's brand new. Yeah, and it's very high revving. I think it goes up to 11,000 RPM. Oh, wow, that's going to sound good. It sounded really great when I saw it at Daytona a couple weeks ago. So that was, that was really... That. It was pretty incredible to, to see three of the four there. BMW have gone the V8 route as well. Yes, that's a uh, V8 as well. Um, that's an old engine from their DTM uh, uh, P66 motor, I believe. So um, that's another uniquely uh, pr proportionated engine, obviously, as well. And Cadillac? Cadillac, normally aspirated 5.5-liter V8 um, dual overhead cam. So, right. so sounds like similar to this, but almost on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> so three V8s and a V6 uh, so far. Uh, Porsche won't be here. They're going down to Sebring. That was their test schedule. But the other three manufacturers uh, are here. If the weather is like this, we're going to see plenty of, of laps. Um, important for the teams, but also important for Michelin because they've got to put a tyre together for 2023 that will work on all of those four cars and the same tyre will work on all of the LMH cars as well. That's extraordinary. I believe all of the LMH... Yeah, you're correct on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a huge task right now that they're, they're working with. I know um, there was a large staff at Michelin when I was um, invited by Porsche at the Daytona test a few weeks ago, and um, they're certainly putting a lot of effort into this the tyre development program. Uh, you reported what uh, we were talking about earlier in the week, and, and thank you for the, the credit on that. When Andrew was talking to Giuseppe Ricci, uh, he was... Giuseppe Ricci, as we all know, who've been in this sport, is a man of few words. So if he says something, you listen to it. And when he says something, he's a man of his word. And he was quite bullish about the prospect of Ricci getting their hands on a Ferrari prototype to race here in IMSA. That set everybody's <laughs> antenna flapping, didn't it? Absolutely. And when I, I think the whole idea of convergence is seen in LMH car race in the WeatherTech Championship as well. And we know Glickenhaus probably won't be here. We know Toyota won't be here, at least for the first year. Now, all of a sudden, a possibility of a Ferrari, I think that certainly raises a lot of excitement. Um, not for next year, it'll be for 24 at the earliest, but um, certainly I think Reese would be the perfect team to, to, to do that. Reese, Daytona. Ferrari, Petit Le Mans, you know, we're at the 25th anniversary here and we think back to the triple three SP that that, that won here. Um, you were probably too young to be here back then, weren't you? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I think I saw the race on TV, but that was that was it. So. <laughs> well, I'm old enough to have to have been here. One or two stragglers coming in uh, to the pits, including uh, Core, the number 54 car, and the number 66 gradient, uh, and Hardpoint coming in. Shea is with the Core, number 54 car, after that incident that left them stranded in the Turn 6 gravel earlier on. 
And something actually got my gander up a little bit earlier, John, because a mechanic right before the caution asked one of the IMSA officials if he could go out to the pit wall to check for damage. There is damage to the left rear of this car, the cheese wedge, if you will, that hangs out here is missing. And there are bits holding what should be the cheese wedge up, holding nothing up. But the crew has looked at that and decided that the damage is not substantial enough for them to want to fix it. So it is it's basically a standard stop, but they do have one crew guy at the rear of the right of the car, so the opposite side to where the damage was, who is trying to fasten on a grate more securely to the back of this LMP3 machine. Thank you, Shit. Uh, James Collado also, by the way, said there would be a bit of politics for, for a reason to get the car. Politics and Ferrari, said, said Jeremy uh, early on. A, a couple of cars in LMP3 have just got uh, the, the one lap that they were behind the other cars back again due to the uh, timing of that uh, caution period. So now the number 54 championship leader, after the incident early on sucking the gravel, is back on the lead lap, uh, as is uh, Kyle Marcelli in number 76, car, the second of the AWA entries. So we've now got six cars on the lead lap in LMP3, 36, 74, 30, 33, 54, and 76. In GTD, the... Um, the number 99 car is back on the lead lap. That's Catherine Legg, the hardpoint uh, Porsche, back on the lead lap in GTD. And all, uh, as before, all of the GTD cars are a lap ahead of all the GTD pros. However, the number 9 car that was involved in that incident with the, with the Corvette a while ago is back on the lead lap in GTD pros. We go back to green. One seven, 178 laps completed. Uh, the number 99 half-point car still sitting in the pit lane, I'm afraid, Jeremy. They didn't make it back out uh, on... Uh, they had to stop at the uh, pit closed light, so everybody's going to mm. go through. And by the way, thank you to Declan Brennan. Uh, Till Beckelsheimer has made his drive time. Uh, so he is out of the 66 NSX from Gradient with... Uh, that was that stuff. Uh, stop at Kiffin Simpson back in that car. Right, back to racing. Let's uh, take some action from out on the circuit. Five hours and 22 minutes to go. John De Geese along with Jeremy Shaw, me, John Hainoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre at the front of the field. Philippe Albuquerque is now behind the wheel of the leading number 10. And that's a championship winning position there for the Kanika Minolta Acura, Mike Conway. Second place for the red and white wheel in engineering 31 Cadillac. Cadillac have looked so strong here, but the Acuras have stayed there or thereabouts, and we know they'll get quick as the night comes in. The turbocharged engine, loving the cooler air. Oli Jarvis now doing his job in the middle of this race in the number 60. In LMP2, Tristan Nunes for PR1 Matheson as ahead of Fabio Scherer for high class racing. What a day they've had. And then Tower Motorsport, well, they've been off the track as well, haven't they? That number eight, LMP3, Josh Burden for Andretti Autosport. They're still leading from Riley Motorsport. And Felipe Fraga, who drove from a lap down to the lead in that class. Uh, incident responsibility has been adjudged to like to Val for that incident in the S's. Now, the car's not coming back out, but it's very important that everybody sees this and hears it, a stop plus 60. So that's quite a serious penalty there. And confirmed for the number 27 heart of racing, Aston Martin, 
uh, run, run over a hose, a tool, a part or a person in someone's or, own or other pit box is what it says. It was a tyre. In fact, uh, Max Martin has already been in and out of the pit box. Continuing through the rundown, Robbie Forley, Turner Motorsport lead Seb Prior, Inception Racing McLaren uh, in GTD with Simon Mann for AF Corsa in third position. And the GTD pros, Daniel Serra for Reese. Uh, ahead of Kyle Kirkwood in the 14 now for Rasa Sullivan. Maxi Goats for the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes in third position. That's your VP Racing Fuels in race update. As through comes the GTD Pro Battle. In fact, unusually, of course, we've got all of the GTD Pros uh, behind the GTD Abs after that uh, pit stop rotation. Daniel Surra then trying to hold off. Carl Kirkwood and Maxi Gertz as they've gone down towards the first corner and through it. Uh, John De Geese with us in the booth at the moment. One thing I do want to talk to you about is the uh, is calendars for next year. IMS are always set theirs early. Yep. Um, SRO tried to do the same thing. Poor Stefan and his team have been moving things around like pieces on a ch chessboard uh, because everybody else is moving around. Formula One has 24 races next uh, year as well as we have a problem on the front straight for an Aston Martin going slow, that's the championship leader the Harter Racing car Now, where is that car, has it got across the front straight, there's a bit of that I can't see here, yes it has gone through and as he continued on was that just a mistake coming out the final corner? Yes, I think so. He's coming up to turn six now and seems to be running okay. Just being passed by some of the prototypes that might have had some bearing on what was going on. Ally Cadillac, number 48. Mike Rockenfeller. A couple of laps down now from the lead. Just one lap down from the lead, should I say. Thank you, Jeremy as he's trying to fight his way through. I'll finish my point, is that... Uh, uh, on the, uh, the calendars, uh, Formula One with 24 events, clearly that's going to affect WEC, and I feel for everybody who's trying to fit around that. It also moved the spa at 24. But there's four ACO rounds on the banks going into the early part of the year, if you count ELMS and, and WEC. ELMS clashing with this this race next year because they've both moved a little bit and two WEC clashes uh, with IMSA events Long Beach and CTMP. Um, that doesn't do much for the convergence side of things, does it? No, I'm, I'm actually quite disappointed by having that development because this is the first year of this will be the first year of convergence. We've seen all of the the hype and build up to build this common platform that's going to be racing in North America and IMSA and in the WEC and it's not materializing that way in terms of having some clashes so it's very unfortunate. The Long Beach Portimao clash I think was not really that avoidable because WEC is adding a uh, seventh round to their season. There's no space between that um, and getting the sea freight back from Sebring and then having a short turnaround to Spa. But the second clash between Monza and CTMP, I think that probably could have been avoided. I don't really know the specifics on F1. 
I know Formula E is ending their season around that time too, and I know WEC takes a, a big priority in not clashing with um, Formula E, but nonetheless, um, pretty disappointing to see two of the, I think, four other races, two of the five other, other, other races in WEC have a clash with IMSA. Absolutely. Uh, whilst John was talking, the Aston Martin Heart of Racing came in and Andrew Marriott is at the pits. That doesn't sound healthy, Andrew. No, it's just gone out again. I was just talking to the engineer. He said, no, they think, think the car's fine. And then the next thing we know, it's arriving at the pits. And it's only just gone out. I'm going to try and get an update there. Um, so, uh, what you don't want, Andrew, is an intermittent problem, is it? And it seems like it's coming and going, maybe a misfire or something. Yeah, there have been a lot of uh, staring at, uh, at uh, computer screens, I can tell you. But I'll try and track that one down. Yeah, John, you, you used the word disappointed there. That's, that's exactly what I said earlier on. I mean, it's hellish difficult for the teams. Uh, for the fans, it's great, you know, particularly for Petit Le Mans weekend because you like it to have the ELMS race on the Sunday. Sure, but yeah. try to cover that. You can't be in two no. places at once and private jets are right for Brendan Array, <laughs> but I don't think you and I are going to... You, can I borrow some of your NetJets account? Is that all right? No, no, no. I don't, I don't have that, unfortunately. <laughs> I have a lot of frequent flyer miles on United, but that can't take me over there quick enough. <laughs> Not quick enough. Uh, down to Andrew with more news on that heart of racing, Aston. Uh, no, not yet, but I got uh, Ben Barnicoat down here. Ben? From well, the Lexus. Hard, getting hot towards halfway through. Um, what do you think? You're lying in second place? Um, yeah, it's going good. We're on a slightly different strategy to the Ferrari. I think it's all kind of, after that yellow there, it's kind of come back together. But it was, it's been good. We were, obviously, Jack got the pole yesterday, which was amazing. Our Lexus uh, RCF GT3 is we got really strong place, you know, it's flying. We're just unfortunately a bit slower than our competitors in a straight line. So it's quite difficult to race, quite difficult to pass for us, but we've definitely got the speed. So if we uh, if we have the track position, I'm confident we can come out on top in this thing. It's just a little hard to move forward right now. Yeah, it looks so quick in uh, qualifying, didn't it? Yeah, qualifying spec, you know, it's Jack did a mega lap and we got the same kind of feeling in the race. We're really good in the quick corners. So turn one through to turn five, we're flying. And then we struggle a little bit on the last half of the lap, but yeah, we're making it work. Everyone's doing a great job so far, just a long way to go. So we'll see how we're looking with a couple of hours left. I read a very nice article about you and your relationship that you formed with, uh, with Jack. Yeah, you know, it was uh, quite a funny story, really. So we've uh, done a lot of the similar things as in our junior years, especially karting uh, in the UK. So, uh, but we never met each other. And then last year, September time, he gave me a call. And, you know, here we are going for Petit Le Mans together. So it's a pretty cool story. Um, really enjoying it. It's been a great year and, um, you know, learned a lot from him. He's a great driver, very high level. And hopefully uh, that relationship will continue for a few more. Excellent. The man from Chesterfield, the town with a church with a twisted spire. Yeah, that's it, the good old crooked spire. So, uh, long way from home here, but we're flying the, uh, flying the flag proudly. Thanks very much. Been a cracking season of racing here this year, Jeremy, and it continues now with plenty of battles all the way through the field. Indeed, so the, uh, the two uh, Cadillac racing entries, number zero 01 and number zero 02, just exchanged positions. Renga van der Zander moving ahead of Ryan Hunter Ray, so the 01 now ahead of the 02. Uh, they are currently in the uh, fifth and sixth positions. It's uh, Philip Albuquerque who leads in, in at number 10 car. That's exactly what they need to do to win the championship. That's the car that started on the back foot. They had to uh, come in and change the tyres. They've been flat spotted in qualifying. 
so was at the back uh, for all the first few stints but now it's at the front and uh, Albuquerque is looking pretty comfortable there although he's got the number 31 car Mike Conway hot on his heels just want to finish off um, the thoughts on the calendars uh, the other thing that strikes me about the ACO calendars particularly the WEC calendar is the huge gap that there is after Monza before Fuji now that's because of shipping deadlines which in some ways affects the uh, the date of Monza yeah. where that where that has to be um, but why aren't the fly in the cars is that just a cost saving measure I believe it's a cost saving measure when before the pandemic when they launched the, the initial calendar I think it's for 2019 2020 the plan was to sea freight everything around the world and that never materialized because the calendar got reshuffled because of the, the pandemic lockdown and everything yeah and uh, I think fast forward a year later, they ended up having to air freight cars to some of the races last year. Um, but they they're trying. They used to, didn't they? Because yeah. that was what made the grid sizes exactly were, were, were dependent on how much they could get on. I think it was two two seven forty seven. Yeah, two seven forty seven cargo. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it seems like they're trying to do away with that again by having it all be sea freight. Um, and they're citing. The increased costs, obviously. Well, it, that's gone up massively, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I was talking to a team the other day costs. that said the uh, shipping costs and yeah. air freight are not that much different now. And for the time you save, it's almost worth putting stuff on a plane. For the time you save, the shipping costs have gone up so much that it's almost worth putting the, on the other yeah, thing. The is flying costs have gone up even more. Oh, right. Yeah. And then who knows what it is next year because we're talking oh, well, about this point. in, in over, over almost 12 months' time. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to be somebody setting calendars, in fact. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't really want to be doing logistics either, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> well, it's, it's bad enough, as you know, John, just getting reporters around the world and a few people in a team. Imagine what it's like for 25, 30 people and yeah. a whole load of freight and two race cars. Exactly. I don't envy what the WEC is doing, but, yeah, it totally is. Great. Like I said, it, I think it's disappointing with what at least one of the clashes. Um, I don't understand the ELMS one. Yeah, that too. Um, I understand that both of those have, have moved and they've moved together. That's a bit like two people looking for the same lane, going round the one people, person turning left. One and you would think there'd be some communication between the higher-ups to, to help alleviate that. It may not affect uh, either of them. There'll be teams and drivers that, uh, that want to do various bits and pieces. Um, what are you hearing on the closed season, John? We're right in silly season now. So come on, give us a juicy bit of gossip. Oh, you? you're putting me on the, on the pressure right around. now. Drivers moving around. What's going on here? We've had some driver announcements for uh, GTP here, but not all of them. You know, there's there's going to be a surprise driver at Porsche, I would say, in, right. in the GTP. Okay. That's all I could say. As a full here. F here, full season. Yeah, full there's, season there's, there's two more seats they have to fill. Um, there's 10 drivers, I, I'm told, for the full slate of GTP, factory Porsche Penske Motorsport drivers. There's eight of them already announced, and I believe there's two more seats that are still earmarked for the WeatherTech Championship. It looks like Matthew Jaminet and Matt Campbell will be appearing for the other seat in IMSA. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Not official, but it, it, it appears that it's heading so that way. So do you way. think they'll race together? Yes. All right, so Jam Camp stays together. That's right? my prediction, at least. Right, yeah. okay. They, they were being very, very cautious about everything they said when I was talking to them last night. At the, <laughs> at the, at the, the night. So you think a, a surprise IMSA GTP driver here for Porsche? Yes. Okay. Well, you say surprise from outside the, outside the sports car Cur world? No, no, inside the sports car world, but currently not driving for Porsche. Ooh, right. That would be a surprise because Porsche do like to promote from, from within, generally speaking. Correct. 
<laughs> and guess what? We just had. <laughs> we mentioned Porsche enough and click our heels together, and and you were right. Uh, and it's after the end of this race, John. It's 112 days before we're uh, on on track for uh, for the for the raw. So actually, that's not a short. That is not. A, that's, that's quite a short time. Exactly. It? Yeah, and and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of teams testing drivers, you know, finalizing lineups in the next couple of weeks because it has to be done. Um, there's still a couple empty seats in some of the other other lineups as well, including what we believe is the number 60 Meyer Shank car. Um, it's still unknown who who Tom Blomquist's co-driver will be for the full season next year over there. John, thank you very much. Yeah. I know you've got a lot to do this weekend. Keep turning out all the good stuff, you and the team. Um, it's fantastic, the uh, amount of original stories that you guys come up with. Always a pleasure to have you here. Yeah. Come and see us anytime. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Case, oh, no, I'll see you on Monday or Tuesday. But um, tell the guys that I won't see. Happy Christmas. Good holidays. All right. We'll Cheers, do. man. John DeGeese from Sportscar 365. Nick Damon back in the pit lane. Well, not quite. He hasn't <laughs> quite made it there. He's at the back uh, of the Mustang sampling paddock area and looking at a slightly broken, quite broken. Very broken, but I think good news the guy who's bought it. I think actually the tub's okay. Um, it looks like it, there is a question. The, the rear end smashed a bit on the right-hand side specifically. The front... Yeah, suspension not good. No, no, actually, looking at it now, yeah, there's a problem in the uh, front suspension upright. The front left suspension upright's been punched through the chassis, but that could get repaired. Repaired. I'll just see if I can grab a quick word with Loic. He's, he's sitting here. Um, Loic, first of all, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. What happened? I mean, you, you, you all know this corner, and uh, uh, when, you know, exit of turn three, uh, I had the momentum on the car in front of me, and... Uh, I was sure it was uh, it was fine, you know. I mean, we we all know we saw in the past that uh, they can be tricky over there. I was early in the race, so I felt it was uh, felt it was okay. And unfortunately, uh, I mean, almost the whole car was uh, was inside, but uh, it, it it touched me a little bit on the rear right. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say it's his fault or whatever. We we know that it can happen in this corner. Uh, I I didn't see uh, I didn't see the the, the video yet, you know, so. Uh, I don't know really. I just felt uh, as a driver that was really on the inside, like almost the full car, and you can see that there is no no contact on the on the left. So it was really on the on the rear that the, there was the contact. But that's it. At the end, uh, you know, we we are out of the race, and uh, and that's it. It's a shame for the guys. Uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, and, we, and we were competitive, so it's it's difficult to swallow. Yeah, I, I'm not sure you know this, but actually, uh, IMSA have judged the the fault for the accident to be with 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 you and the car. They've, they've, if you've carried on going, you'd have got to stop in one minute hold. I mean, I know it's difficult to say; it's a difficult situation. But do you think that's fair in what, in many ways, could be seen as almost a racing incident? Sorry, can you can you? You were, the IMSA has a judge yeah. that you you were to blame majority okay. responsible driver for it. I mean, yeah, yeah. and you would have got a stop and a 60 second hold. So yeah, yeah. they're saying, but do, do you think that's? It, particularly in that corner, particularly with where you are in the race, that they should be looking more at that being a 50-50 racing incident? I, you know, I mean, uh, Bo, uh, the, the race director, made a point during the, the, the driver's briefing that basically if something was happening in this corner between a, a DPI and a GT, the responsibility will be on the DPI. You know, so, I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, uh, then again, I'm, I'm not blaming the, the GT driver on the, on the Lexus. Uh, I didn't see the video. I'm not judging what he said. You know, I just felt being in the car, I've been here for for a while. I felt that it was uh, it was by far enough, you know, to uh, to be safe. Unfortunately, I was wrong. 
Just be bad luck. Thanks for going back to him. So hope you're back next year. I know it has been P2, but hopefully you get to run around these tracks again. Hope to, and uh, have a good race. Thank you. Well, just uh, diving in here with the Chip Ganassi has just come back to check out the progress of your two cars. Uh, the sun's shining and they're right in the hunt. Well, at the moment, Andrew, we're beating ourselves. You know, we had a little drive-through penalty for something and, you know, I mean, uh, we that's can't have that. Not, that's not like Ganassi, is it? No, it's not. It's unlike us, but long way to go in the race. We'll overcome it. We'll be fine. You must be excited about the new era of sports car racing. I don't, I don't think there's anybody on the planet more excited than me about it. I'll tell you. I mean, it's, you know, but you see it everywhere. It's great. We have, you know, I think there are 19 different manufacturers here this weekend. Hopefully we can have Cadillac leading the way. Absolutely. So, uh, it's, it, it's an exciting time for sports cars, obviously. And the fans know it. The car companies know it. And, you know, with, with, with the pandemic in our, in our, in our rearview mirror now, we're, 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 we're on the precipice of something great, I think. Absolutely. Meanwhile, IndyCar racing is uh, going back on the up, I think. No, same thing. I mean, all, all the, you know, the, the, the water brings all boats up. And uh, so it's good. I think motor racing is in a, in a beginning of a renaissance period right now, for sure. Are you going to run two cars next year? Presumably you will. Yeah, um, you know, the, 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 the plan's not solidified yet, but we'll, we'll certainly be here and we'll be in WEC. So uh, we're excited. And you've got all your, drive, all your drivers signed up yet? Oh, yeah. Of course, we have all the drivers signed up. Chip, always great to talk to you. I'm sorry? Always great to talk to you, Chip. Thanks, Andrew. Great to see you. He's got all his drivers signed up, possibly. He hasn't told everybody yet, though. I don't think for the, the full programme. Andre Marriott with uh, the irrepressible and irreplaceable uh, Chip Ganassi uh, down there in the pit lane. Another incident for the uh, guys to look at in the another couple of incidents the guys to look at in race control. Uh, the Philip Ellis driven windward car given incident responsibility for that contact with Dirk Muller, but just a warning for that one. Uh, now we're also looking at the more recent incident. I say I, I'm being race control. Between Maxi Gertz for WeatherTech and the number 25 BMW currently in the hands of Connor Filippi. Maxi was slow after that for a, a little while down at uh, turn 11. Meantime at the front of the field, good point. Uh, Mike Conway has closed back up with Philippe Albuquerque. Yeah, those two had, had been battling for, uh, excuse me, third place on the restart there in GTD Pro, number 79 and number 25. Uh, but the 79 car now is, uh, is yeah, no, it's not quite a lap down. It's on, it's on the same lap, but a long, long way back. So, yeah, clearly some sort of a, a contretemps there. So that's under review. Uh, meanwhile, out well, front, can, yeah. I can show you exactly what happened, Oops. Uh, Jeremy. Well, up there. Uh, there was a bit of weaving around with the number 60 yeah. and the Oliver 01, Jarvis. that's the Oli Jarvis uh, driven Acura and the 01 of Renga van der Zander. Coming out of five, Oli Jarvis sweeps across in front. Oh, there was a little touch there actually to the inside defending at turn number six. Yeah, that's a feisty little battle going on there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that is for position. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Side by the side in turn 10A and 10B. 
and Ollie staying ahead that time. That was a, a little more um, conventional in terms of the defence. Acura still holds that position. As I say, at the front of the field, Philippe Malbekirk and Mike Conway. Well, actually, it got down to about seven tenths. It's gone out to about twice that now, as traffic has intervened. Also, uh, looking at the battle between first and second in LMP2, Tristan Nunes and Fabio Scherer. That's PR1 Matheson, number 11, in the 20 of high-class racing, the red and white car. That's only about a second apart as well. Yeah, and those two, they're not losing much ground to the number 48 car, the DPI car of uh, Mike Rockefeller. They're losing maybe maybe a second a lap at the very most uh, to the DPI car. So they're running uh, good lap times, those two, Fabio Schirer, uh, in number 20 car and just ahead of him leading the class Tristan Nunez in car number 11. And meanwhile in LMP3 that battle for between the uh, Andretti Autosport team and Riley Motorsport has now been resolved at least for now in favour of Riley Motorsport's Felipe Fraga uh, finally finding a way past Josh Burden he did that a couple of laps ago after a lengthy battle pretty much since the restart Burden had managed to keep him behind but finally Fraga found a way past and Garrett Grist is only another couple of seconds back in that junior three racing car number 30. In GTD it is still number 96 car that it leads it has done since the restart Robbie Foley uh, driving the tournament what BMW it's the car that started right at the back um, or one of the two cars that started right at the back uh, Seb Prio in the inception racing McLaren, that's had a really, really good run, hasn't it? And that car remains in second place, just a couple of seconds back. Then an, an increasing gap back to the number 21 car. It's Simon Mann who's driving the AF Corsa number 21 Ferrari at the moment. To Brian Sellers in the Paul Miller Racing BMW in the fourth position. Uh, and he's right on the tail of Simon Mann, has been for quite some time. With Philip Ellis in number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes that's the car that's won each of the last two races in GTD not too far behind either GTD Pro number 62 Risi Composizione Ferrari leads by just coming across the line now that gap seems to be uh, stretching out over Carl Kirk with three and a half seconds now back to Carl uh, Kirk with Nicky Katzberg in the Corvette up into third position about eight seconds Rather back. VP Racing Fuels in race update from Jeremy there. We've cool. just gone through another racing hour, under five hours to go now. So we're halfway there. I'm not singing it before anybody asks. Let's go down to Andrew uh, in the pit lane. He's down at Junior 3. Who have you got, Andrew? Down in Junior 3. Well, they're very much a junior. Nolan, Nolan Siegel down here. Well, we're in third place at the moment. Carl's going really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ran in the top three for my whole stint, and Garrett Grist seems to be doing the same right now. So um, car's feeling good, and I think that it's going to come to us even more when the night comes. So really looking forward to it. Why do you think it'll come to in the night? Uh, I think that we were a bit stronger in night practice than we were in the daytime. So. Um, oh, the setup. Yep, yep, yep. Just car setup. So I think that I think that we'll be really good at the end. I mean, you're obviously learning all the time when you're here. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning a lot just with the format of this race and um, getting a lot of seat time, so I'm really enjoying it. Presumably you want to stay in single seat or so as your, your main uh, effort, but of course in the future you learn so much for the future. Yes, learning a lot for the future in sports cars and learning a lot actually for the open wheel side as well, so great experience here in IMSA. 
Yeah, a really fun young man is Nolan yes, Siegel. Yes, very good. And yeah. uh, it was, uh, he's, uh, he, he talks well as well. He's, he's, he's yeah, a, a, a young man on the rise and driving as many different cars as he can. As you can see, everyone, Pablo Montoya uh, weaving his way through some GT traffic. And he is uh, inching closer to the number eight car that's next in line. All five of the uh, surviving LMP2 cars are on the lead lap. They're separated by around about 20, yeah, a little bit less than half a minute, covers all of them. And Montoya is, is uh, lapping considerably quicker than Rui Pinto de Andrade in the uh, Tower Motorsport number eight car at the moment, catching him quite rapidly. That gap was uh, 20 seconds about a dozen laps ago, and it's now down to 5.6 seconds last time around. 200 laps now completed by a race leader, which is a number 10 car into the second half as I mentioned on Sirius XM 2 or 7 around the US here at Road Atlanta Radio on 98.1 FM and around the world in sound and vision at imsaradio.com and you can select either the video stream or the audio so long as you're outside the US you can have the audio if you're in the US but of course it's NBC here uh, and at the moment it's uh, Dave Burns Brian Till and James Hinchcliffe, James Hinchcliffe, who are on duty. We'll have uh, Matt Bell, Matthew Bell from Newcastle upon Tyne in a moment or two after we've heard from the heart of racing. Ian James in the number 27 car came in leading the championship, Nick, and they've had a few problems. Ian, um, it was all going so well, then it wasn't. Uh, what's happened? Uh, well, we had a few technical issues. We had to, we had to change the steering wheel out. Um, and we didn't get it on quite right, so we had to come back in. So that's really what's you know, put us down here. So, uh, I don't know, long way to go. How much is, uh, you know, on an Aston GT3, how much is on that steering wheel? How many things are controlled by it? Well, everything is on there. So, you know, it was cutting the car out because it had a, a fault in the steering wheel. So it had an intermittent, you know, uh, pit lane speed limiter was activating out there, so it was dangerous. So uh, we definitely had to change it. But obviously you, got, you have got plenty of time to make it up, so you, but you need a couple of yellows, yeah? Yeah, need a couple of yellows, get back in the game here. Sure you will, thanks Ian. Thank you. Yeah, Matt Bell down here, as you said, from Newcastle upon Tyne. And uh, we talked earlier about something on the back of your crash helmet, Matt. Let's get that out of the way first. The only racing diver with a bridge painted on the back of his crash helmet. Well, it's a proud, uh, proud journey from the northeast of England. Yeah, I got the Tyne bridge on the back of uh, my helmet, the symbol of my hometown, Newcastle. So, yeah, I always like to carry a reminder of home with me everywhere I go. <laughs> How's it going here? It was looking phenomenal. Teammate Ori uh, Fidani did a fantastic job in the first two hours of the race. Uh, ran fourth for most of it, got up to second, cycled up to second uh, in the second caution. And then, unfortunately, we had an oil uh, pressure sensor failure. Um, so put the car in lip mode. We had to come back, unplug the sensor, and carry on again. So Yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah, that lost us uh, five laps. We managed to get one back. So, um, yeah, we're just waiting for cautions and seeing if we can get back to the lead lap. It's a shame because uh, our pace is good. I think we're in the mix. The LMP3 is extremely competitive. There's five cars that I think can win this race, but I think we're one of them. So if we can get back to that lead lap, we'll certainly give it a go. Yeah, we're just halfway there at the moment. Yeah, plenty more to go in this race. That, thanks very much. I think his brother Bob has the, uh, Robert Bell has the 
time bridge on his uh, helmet as well, designed by Mohan Anderson and built uh, by Dorman Long and Company in Middlesbrough. Mohan Anderson uh, designed the fourth road bridge as well for those of you who need a bit of bridge trivia in your life. Uh, pit stop for the number 31 car came out of second position. Also a change with, I think, Renko van der... Did Renko van der Sander get past uh, Oliver Jarvis finally? Let's wait and see, where are they now? Coming down the... Nick Damon was at that well, no, stop. didn't for the uh, number 31 wheel and car. Yeah. Fairly standing, Nick. Well, full stop, yeah, driver change. Uh, Peter Durrani got in, I think it was Mike Conway got out, wasn't it? So Durrani got in, Conway got out, and somebody's just thrown up about 1,400 tonnes of Georgia clay as he went very, very wide. Uh, coming towards me is uh, another one of the P cars. It's the, uh, the 01 Cadillac, who's wandering around. Ah, oh, no, he's serving a penalty. This is a penalty for the 01, stop and hold. Are we aware what this one is, John? This is another tyre pressure issue. Stop at 10 uh, and a drive-through for the 62 Risi and for the number 57 uh, for the same issues. So these are all these tyre requirements, which tends to mean under-pressured tyres at the start of a run. So Phil Ellis for Winwood will have to come in uh, as well. Uh, the 0-1, Renke van der Zander then out of fourth position wow. uh, in that category. In fact, he was a little bit further up, wasn't he, before he came in to the pit lane. Uh, so we've put people to Rani in the 31 car. Take a step back from the edge of the track, ladies and gentlemen. People tends to make that thing go very, very quickly indeed. Ryan Hunter in the 0-2 has just come into the pit lane. That's the other Cadillac from Chip Ganassi Racing, and that's heading its way down to, I suppose, you, Nick Dillon. It is, but, but uh, I, look, I think there's a problem with the PR Maths now. Oh, is it a new era car that's just on the jack? So one of the, the blue, I think it is the era P2 car, is coming down, about to go behind the wall as the 0-2 hits its marks. And this is going to be a full change as well, so driver getting into that one too. It is, in fact, it is the 18, yeah, the era motorsport car. That is on the, uh, the dollies and being pushed down towards the, uh, the back of the... We've got to wait for a while because the path is blocked by the 0-2 Cadillac. So, not totally sure who has taken over there, to be honest. I, know I could make a guess. Probably Earl Bamber on rotation, shouldn't it? It should be. Um, yeah, I think so. Fuel's still going in. They are holding the 18 up, but this is... This is how this stop. It took a long time to get a full slug of fuel, and they remove the... Uh, old rear left tyre which allows the 18 PR the new era car sorry to get back behind the fence uh, expect to see the number 10 car in uh, probably next time around the race leader good uh, fuel save there for uh, Philip Albuquerque in number 10 going a little bit longer than number 31 car though of course uh, the last round of pit stops he actually came in one two three laps later actually so uh, Maybe, yeah, I would imagine next time around we'll see the number 10 car heading for the pits. Daniel Serra out of second in GTD Pro has come in for Risi Competizione and reports from the paddock, and thanks to Lee Driggers for this, that the PR1 Matheson Motorsport number 52 team, it's the Ben Keating car that was crashed at turn one, uh, it looks like they're packing up all of their stuff, so we'll not see that car back. Ben was semi-hopeful, if that makes sense, that they could maybe 
throw some bodywork at that card, straighten it up and get it back out. So that is a championship contending car, Jeremy, that has gone completely now uh, yeah. from the race after that uh, nasty-looking incident at uh, Turn 1 where it uh, displaced an awful lot of tyres, which took a long time yeah. to, to rebuild. Had to be done properly there at that part of the track, of course. Yeah, because so uh, of the speed that people arrive there. That was the team that was leading in the LMP2 regular season teams championship. That uh, hope will go down the drain. However, uh, the consolation prize is, and it's a pretty good consolation prize, they've already done enough this season, I reckon, to claim the Michelin Endurance Cup for, L for uh, LMP2 teams. Oh, number 10 car stayed out in the middle of that. That's interesting. Yeah, Tyler, we've got a bit of awning between us. Tyler, how's it going? Uh, you know, this is a long race, a lot of strategy. Yeah, very long race. We're just uh, trying to make it to the end now after the uh, the unfortunate incident. But uh, we got the car back together. It's running really good, and the team's doing as much as we can, just trying to run as many laps and log some time. And for, and for you to learn more and more about this racetrack and this kind of race. Yeah, exactly. This is a very long race, and it's good to just keep on logging laps, get some experience behind the wheel of the LMP3 car. Oh, it's my memory. You were at Barcelona 24, weren't you? I was not. No, you were not. I got a big shot of another young lad. Sorry about that. Um, so how's it fitting in with this team and the other drivers? Yeah, it's been absolutely awesome. The team's been super welcoming, and it's been awesome to work with them this weekend. Tyler, thanks very much. I expect Jeremy probably can add a little bit more about uh, this young man's career. Tyler Maxson that was by the way from the other PR1 uh, Matheson car the one that's still in the race uh, Jeremy yeah and Tyler you know, he's uh, been doing double duty this Copy. weekend driving also in the Michelin Pilot Challenge for Brian Herder's team uh, this is his second LMP2 race of the season here so just you know, again gaining experience in different cars we see now the second place car onto pit lane and this is the second of the Acuras that uh, was on the pole earlier on today uh, down here, actually, with two mics. I have a Mike Conway and Mike Rockefeller. Uh, may as well do uh, two for the price of one. Uh, uh, Mike from the Ally, the 48. I mean, how, how is your uh, program going so far? Not good. <laughs> we had two laps down. Uh, we had an issue um, early on in the race. Uh, but, you know, we got a penalty. Yeah, no, it's hard to recover, but it's still a long race, and, you know, we need some yellows at the right time. So far, we never uh, managed to get back. I had a flat tire uh, early on in my run, so I had to come in, extra stop. That was also not great. But anyway, I was happy, uh, you know, got a good rhythm, and it's still a long race, like I said. I mean, you just need a couple more yellows, don't you, really? Yeah, but we had yellows, and we never could make it back because always the leader was in front of us and stayed out. So let's see. I think the pace is not too bad, but uh, ultimate on one lap, we don't have it. Mike, thank you very much. And now Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike Conway, uh, give the story of your race with the, with the, with the, with the 31 Wheeling car. Yeah, it's been okay. Um, it's a bit of a handful. I think as the temperature's coming down, maybe it's going to help us a bit with the car. Uh, just a lot of sliding out there. I think other people are experiencing similar things. The wind's picking up, so yeah, kind of can stay where we were. I didn't feel like we had enough pace to really attack, but um, here it's all about the traffic. You kind of win some, lose some. It was kind of a bit of that all day long. But I think we kept the cars behind us easy enough. But we didn't really be able to gain enough on the car in front. But, um, I mean, I'm happy to see uh, Loic and uh, the other guy in the Lexus get out okay. So that was a massive shot that happened just in front of me. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they're okay. Right, thanks a lot. Yes, they were both uh, 
put out of the cars under their own steam. Pit stop for the leader and Philippe Albuquerque has taken the number 10. Uh, Konica Minolta Acura out, Renga van der Sander has brought the 0-1 into the pit lane. This time for scheduled service, but having yes. served that penalty just a few laps ago. Ah, yes, good point. Uh, uh, I'll have to remember that when I'm looking at the uh, at my graph later on. So Pipo Tarani will have uh, nipped through. And through to the uh, lead. Now, I think that 0-1 car's been off. Nick Damon's just said Oops, to me... Another off for the 20 car. Had one just a few minutes ago as well. Uh, yeah, where was that then? That's on the... Oh, wow, it was coming into the pit lane, and it oh, rejoined okay. right in front uh, of the leader. So wow. that was Fabio Scherer with uh, an unsafe <laughs> entry to the pit lane. At and then uh, right in front of the leader. At, uh, Nick, when the 0-1 car came in, did I detect a little bit of um, Georgia clay on the tyres no, there? No, you detected a large amount of Georgia turf. Oh, um, really? All the four tyres are absolutely uh, laden up with, with grass. Now, it may well be he just slightly overcooked the uh, pit entry, because that's a very easy place to get some grass on. It'd be interesting they've got a replay this, of that This somewhere. is the, the 0-1 car, car, yeah. Uh, certainly, yeah. it's well, obviously, though, it, it run over a bit of grass, you will pick it all up. It must have been quite recently, because, of course, if you need a lap ago, it would have burned it back off again. So I think that's a pit entry error. Whether that means it'll be a pit entry um, penalty well, is another question. That might have been courtesy of Fabio Scherer, actually, uh, in the uh, number 20 high-class car that we were describing a moment or two ago, bringing some grass onto the pit lane entry. So we now have the sixth different leader of this race, that being number, number 31 car. People are on at the wheel of that car right now. They've been, they've been well, everybody's in, in every single position in the class, I think, <laughs> so far in this race. Uh, but they now lead by 3.2 seconds uh, last time around as they, as they cross the line over number, uh, over number 10 car. So, yes, number 10 car definitely lost some time during that pit stop, presumably coming into the pit lane as well with, while it was avoiding the errant number 20 car. And as a result of that, the positions have changed. The number 31 car was in uh, seven laps ago, or six laps before the number 10 car, and it comes out now with a three-second lead. So number 31 ahead, and number 10, then number 02, and then number 60. So the uh, number 60 car has lost a couple of places in the, the uh, well, I say lost one place, I guess, in, in recent going. But um, at the moment, advantage car number 10 in terms of the championship. Yeah, absolutely going to their plan at the moment. So, high class racing, of course. Uh, Fabio Scherer was already on probation, as she reminds me, from that incident at Watkins Glen. Was it Fabio who was in the car for that uh, rejoin? It was. Uh, and the high-class car hasn't yet rejoined, I don't think. Oh, spin for the 74 car. It's the Ryder Whoa. 74 again. This That's is the leader. leader. The leader. In class, Felipe Fraga drove from the back to the front of the field. It's down at turn six. He's gone down the inside of... Uh, which car was that? Yeah, good question. I, I was. I, I, th 
Was it the tower car? No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It was number 54. It's the, it's the core car, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's the core car. Wow. <laughs> and just went in on the wrong, completely the wrong line and expected still to be able to get through Philippe yeah. Fraga from the lead. Wow. The number one illuminated on the side. More championship implications here, of course. Number uh, 54 car had the off earlier on. That still leads to the championship, but Gar Robinson, who drives that number 74 car, very much in it. And in terms of the manu the uh, the um, Michelin Endurance Cup also, the number 74 car Frank leads that going. as well. He's got it going again, but he's going to lose at least a lap, no. I would think. Right, he's got reverse. Now he's got to go through the procedure of getting it out of reverse and into first. Has he lost the window on that car? I think he's lost the... Yes, he has. He's lost the driver's side plexiglass. He's got damage to the left rear. He's going far too fast for the fact that his left rear is down or he's broken suspension there. Oh, that's what's happened. When he went past the 54 core car, he must have just clipped it as he went through and it's broken the left rear suspension, Jeremy. That's what I reckon there. And that's why Fabio Scherer couldn't turn in. He wasn't on an optimum line, in fairness, but... Uh, with probably the left front wheel, uh, sorry, uh, off the ground, or the right front wheel off the ground, unable to get that car to turn. So now that is the long road back. Well done to race control. Again, kept things uh, running. Official retirements. So I nearly trip over there uh, for the number 12. Aaron Tielitz is uh, Vassar Sullivan Lexus. That was a big accident coming together down the uh, down the S's. The number 52, Ben Keating, at turn one. Uh, that has retired. It's not shown as an official retirement yet, but they have packed up at the back of the paddock area. Number 39, Robert McGuinness and the Carbon team. It's electrical problems effectively of taking those out. And the number 44 for John Potter. Uh, contact and then an issue as the 74 car has made it into the pit lane with all kinds of damage on the left rear of that car well it looks like they've changed the wheel on that and the tire and they're about to send it out and that incident involving the core and the 74 Riley is under review they're taking the front bodywork off there as well because there's damage to the left-hand front and it's unseated uh, that particular part of the bodywork. Andrew is down there. Yes, I am, John, and I uh, just uh, think they sort, they're still uh, putting on that uh, new front section and uh, otherwise that's the only work going on around here now. So, uh, oh no, they've taken the front bodywork off, sorry. And I'm having a little look at the front. Oh, they've got a new bodywork coming on. New nose cone, new nose section is going to be clipped into place by the Riley Motorsport team who run this uh, 74 Ranch Resort. The ranch, of course, owned by George Robinson, father of uh, Gur Robinson. Uh, a very good racer in Trans Am in his day. And the uh, crew having a little bit of a problem getting this to uh, fit. Now I think they've done it, but still losing time. And uh, so, uh, yeah, they're still competing this fix. But uh, maybe I can grab the drive in a moment, uh, but uh, go back to you, John. 
Well, whilst the, uh, the 74 was lounging in the pits being uh, mended, the, uh, the number 20, the high-class racing, I think it's made it's about 53rd drive-through penalty. I mean, that car has had been in the wars with the, uh, with the officials. This is apparently for, for a, an issue on the, on the pit entry. But, uh, yeah, another drive-through for the 20. Um, at some point, you know, uh, they'll get a few laps right. But, of course, at the moment, with the four and a half hours to go, you've still got a chance to get it back. Felipe, if I can just grab you, it says, wait a minute, please. He's going up uh, onto the pit perch to have a little discussion with his engineer. So, John, I don't think I'm going to get him for a minute or two. And uh, no, he's put his headphones on. He's uh, definitely doesn't want to be interviewed at the moment, which is not that surprising, really. Uh, no, indeed. Um, the car is back, but it is damaged, as you heard Andrew saying. Welcome to the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre from Gradient Racing. Declan Brennan is with us. Well, what a early part of the race for all three of mm. your drivers had to start the back after that turbo issue really took the head again good news you found what it was and fixed it better news you ended up at the end of the first set of three driver stints at the front of the field well we did and entirely on merit no you know we, nobody fell off or or uh, like the other 14 cars ahead of us didn't all have drive-throughs at the same time <laughs> it was absolutely no on my tail's stint was ridiculous uh, he is fast becoming our secret weapon Kevin was fantastic and the most important thing and Kevin obviously in the car right now Kevin is 17 years old he has uh, you know he wouldn't have a lot of uh, experience at this level it, with this intensity he did work with the HPD Academy last year where they they helped to you know the mold you so you can do restarts and pit stops and work with traffic but nothing prepares you for for this, oh, no, 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 you know, and he's doing an absolutely sensational job. What's the what's the aim, Declan, for this? Uh, the effect of the team over the last two seasons has done a full season because you did the short race, the sprint championship, yes, in, in 21, and now you're doing the, the long championship here, the Michelin Endurance Challenge. Yeah. Does that set you up for a full? Uh, I'm I'm doing the progression here, which is not statistical, but just um, I'm, I'm just making making it up as I go along. But well, does that mean you do the full season next year? We, our aim, of course, would be to do the full season. Uh, uh, we will look at options that allow us to do th this again, you know, the NAC again, uh, or even the Sprint Championship. But we're working on a package right now and we're getting closer to the finish line. Nothing, you know what it's like, nothing. Does, does that mean you're looking for sponsors and money? No, no, not, not looking for sponsors and money. We're, we're, we're basically moving some pieces around uh, through with the help of HPD and, and that, that could allow us to, for example, for, for to, to do some more stuff with Kiffin. And I think we'll end up with a, I'd like to think if things go our way, we'll end up with a full season next year uh, with a really nice driver lineup that we're all, everybody's very happy with. That'll be quite quick. Staying with the NSX because yeah. you seem now to, to be getting the, the best out of that car and, and, and certainly understanding it more than you did reasonably so when you took the car on yeah like uh, evidenced by for example at, at the start of this stint uh kiffin went purple uh in so in, in gtd am effectively was the quickest car and just beaten by martin in the harder race and aston martin by five hundredths of a second so he's doing a great job and just on on him and the reason if you, to ex kind of extrapolate it and extend out that uh, discussion about what we do next year We'd love to have him back, and I think there's a desire for them to come back if we can, because and this is an it's analogous with other sports. The it's increasingly 
uh, through research uh, becoming apparent that if you want to excel at a sport at a young age you should play more than one yeah yeah absolutely Jeremy was saying that earlier on yeah. with young drivers yeah. uh, as well stay with us Dex yeah. uh, we've got a battle beginning to heat up for the lead in your class GTT Robbie Foley yes Liquid Molly uh, BMW is being closed down on by Sebastian Prio. Now, Sebastian's won here at Road Atlanta in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in the Mustang, but he's not won this race before, and he's he's packed an enormous amount into what seems like oh, a 15-minute no, career. He's doing a lot of racing, yes. just to, to your point. Brian Sellis is another uh, 11 seconds behind in third for Paul Miller Racing, so it is BMW versus McLaren. Here comes... Young Seb Prior, he's got the draft, and Foley's defending to the inside at turn 10A. This is for the lead in GTD, and they've got people to Rani coming up behind them in the number 31. He passes one of the cars, he's going to come down the inside at turn 18. Here's a chance for Prior, tries to follow him through, can't make it done. That was really smart driving by the young Guernseyman. Almost got the nose down the inside couldn't quite make that one stick. It is strange to see a Prio trying to pass a BMW though. <laughs> I Very think good, Andy is probably somewhere shouting, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Not that. <there. laughs> yeah. Andy and Joe. Yes. Uh, My emeritus contract is in danger of it. <laughs> the, uh, Andy and Joe, Seb's mum and dad aren't here this weekend, so I'm sure they're tuned in. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them enough recently. Uh, Phil Ellis for Winwood Racing has just put the fastest GTD time in a 120.6 at 1.4 so there's pace out on the track there Declan as you were yeah. suggesting temperatures still sitting around 70 Fahrenheit so drop down 5 or 6 degrees Fahrenheit 2 or 3 degrees Celsius since the uh, the absolute heat of the day. We've got a tiny bit of cloud over the sun for pretty much the first time today, and there's a little bit of shadow. And this track does lose its track temperature well, quite quickly when it's not got direct sunshine on it. And that's one of the problems we had in terms of chasing uh, our overall uh, pace this week was because we tested here, and we learnt a lot, but we tested here in early September in 95 degrees. Oh. Our so... so Learned a lot, but nothing that was yeah, and then right our, now. Our first session on Thursday was in 60 degrees. Yeah, absolutely. So it was like being almost on a completely different track. Battle for second place now with the 0-2 of Earl Bamba chasing down Philippe Albuquerque. Now into the pit lane for the Robbie Foley second place turn of motorsport BMW. And Robbie is out of the car. If I'm allowed to uh, uh, be a uh, professional uh, bigger-upper of people, on, Kiffin is doing a great job. He's now catching. Here's a, a sentence I never thought of here. Kiffin is catching Derek Muller hand over fist. Half a second last time around. Yeah, he's and he's, he, it was like four and up to five seconds. It's now under three. And, uh, and How this fast is Kiffin through his stint? Uh, he's, about, he's got about ten minutes left. Right. And he will have probably at least, he'll have at least one more, I think. But this is to the bigger point he is will learn have have learned so much from this and if you can get close to the back of Dirk Muller and follow him around and the confidence that would yeah, give you to absolutely. like he may not be thinking about it right now he may not even know who's in the car yeah somebody should tell him <laughs> uh, Nick Dearman down there in the pit lane uh, is that BMW with Conor de Filippi uh, Conor just grabbing himself a uh, hydration drink to put that looks, that looks lovely uh, so you're getting the hydration, so it's obviously still pretty warm out there. 
No, it's not too bad. Just I sweat a lot, so <laughs> I have to try to, even when it's cold, um, yeah, just stay hydrated, obviously. How is it going? I, mean, it, it, it's, I don't know why, it just seems it may have slightly calmed down a bit. Is that just because four or five cars are out? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's so hard to pass here. We, I think we have a really good car, but following in dirty air and, um, you know, the torque, the guys, some of these guys have off the corner. It's really hard to be close enough to make a move, um, you know, so it's a little frustrating. Also, some of the GTD, you know, non-pro cars, um, you know, some of them have pretty, pretty good, um, you know, non-pro drivers, obviously, and they sometimes put up a bit more of a fight than necessary if we're not racing in the same class and it causes a bit of chaos. Uh, so it's not really the ideal situation out there, but just trying to be patient um, and, and be there at the end, obviously. I think I think we have a good car. I think there's a couple cars that are maybe a little stronger, but uh, hopefully we can put ourselves in position at the end. A lot of teams and drivers think, oh, yeah, our car's going to come good once it gets dark, once it cools down. Are you in that position as well, or are you just thinking, well, let's hope for the best one way or the other? Yeah, well, that was actually my first, uh, first stint in the sunshine. My first laps were uh, on Thursday in the evening practice. So I didn't really know what to expect there. Uh, the car was, was pretty good. There was a little bit rear limited, but uh, I think as, as the night comes closest to us, um, I was happy with the car during night practice, so I'm hoping it goes that direction. Doing a lot of other BMW work at the moment. How did the, uh, the test of the, uh, the new GTP at uh, Watkins go? Yeah, everything's been all right. I mean, um, just still a lot of, lot of things to get ironed out, a lot of little system stuff. Uh, it's all new for everybody, not just the teams and the manufacturers, but also the suppliers. So. Um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of people trying to work together to solve issues and, uh, you know, next week I think there's going to be a lot more of that uh, going on and just really lucky to be part of that and, and it's going to be a really exciting year next year. There was a, was a, was a rumor that there had been a bit of a crash there, was that true? No, everything was more or less fine there. Um, we have no, we've had not any issues. Reliability-wise, everything's been alright. We've had a few teething issues here and there, but everything else has been fine. Great, thanks, Connor. Uh, and by the way, it was uh, Bill Oberlin who took over. Uh, that car from Robbie Pauly, the 96 car, when that came in, the uh, the Blickman Molly uh, BMW. Dex, before I uh, let you go, uh, here's a panic, something that's panic-inducing. It's 112 days from today to when we're back on track at the Raw. It's not an awful lot of time to get things done uh, if you're a motor racing team. It's insane, and I, I had a lovely... Uh, somebody told me a lovely story. Uh, a few, couple of days ago where they're discussing some business about next year and they they were speaking two weeks ago at the last last event and the, the, the same, those people were saying well let, we're not going to worry about it right now like that's that's two weeks later the same people hair on fire we it's like suddenly next year doesn't appear until this weekend and then suddenly realises that you know it's insane the way, the way but in fairness people are You've got to focus your energies. This is serious business, and it's really—it's an incredibly difficult business, but commercial balancing act to be able to get through, close all this off, and then be also ready to just hit the ground running, literally tomorrow, for for uh, for for the roar. And by the time you take out a couple or three weeks for the holidays, because people have to have time with the yes. families, um, that 112 days is probably 85 or, yeah, or, and or 90 at the most so we're not talking a huge amount of time we'll let you get back to your job thank you pass on our best uh, to the team and uh, that was a driver change while Declan was talking uh, Kevin Simpson out and Mario Farnbacher for gradient racing now in that number 66 
a Honda NSX GT3. Acura, sir. Acura. What did I say? Honda. Oh. Uh, Johnny Cade is somewhere. That was that was fainting. just for our European. <laughs> that was just for our European listeners, um, and for everybody who was listening uh, in the uh, continental US, that actually came out as Acura. Wow. We have that facility to do that. You you can in real time you could localize your voice. That's <laughs> that's what <laughs> impressed. The pleasure, John. Thanks, Declan. Declan Brennan uh, joining us uh, here in the Haggerty Globe. Global broadcast booth from Gradient Racing. Joining me, Sean John Hindhoff. For four and a half hours, we've just gone through another half hour. Here's a quick rundown for you. People Durrani leads by eight and a half seconds. Cadillac DPI number 31, that's the red and white wheel and car. Ahead of the Connie Cominolta blue and black, uh, Philippe Albuquerque driven number 10, and Earl Bamba in the dark red and black Cadillac, the number 02 for Cadillac Racing with Chip Ganassi. Uh, Championship contending Mershank racing with Kerbank and Jenny in number 60 came into this weekend leading the championship in fourth position and with that number 10 car in second that would not be enough to seal the championship they'd lose it to the number 10. Tristan Nunes for PR1, Matheson Motorsport the number 11 car, the remaining PR1 car with the 52 car out after hitting the wall hard at turn one is some 15 and a half seconds ahead of Louis Delatraz for Tower Motorsport in the Tangerine Black number eight. And Sebastian Montoya is a further 13 seconds uh, back on the road. VP Racing Fuel update for DPI and LMP2 as we have a battle in that DPI category. For second place, Jeremy, yeah. as they're charging down uh, underneath our feet and down towards turn one. Yeah, we've got a, a, a three-car battle on track. Only two of those cars are battling for position, however. Ooh, yikes, that was awfully close. That was the uh, that was the gradient racing Acura that got so sideways, trying to stay out of the way of some of the DPI cars that are flying through there. But that battle for second place, Philip Albuquerque oh. still has it in kind of a 10. Uh, and Jeremy, um, that, that uh, Ferrari that's in there, as well with the gradient car that is a battle for position in class as well one two three four across the class no it's not because it's the race oh no this is the, the zero two car. car just swept around the outside of the number 10 car of philip albuquerque so count uh, earl bamba up into second position now in car number zero two right wow. with them also is uh, is uh, kamui kobayashi who's turning some really good laps but he is a lap down to this pair in the ally cadillac and that is a battle for position between Mario Farnbacher and Luis Perez compact, fifth and sixth in GTD, the gradient and the AF course of the red Ferrari with the Italian tricolore flash across across the roof of the car. We've been talking gradient and uh, Kevin Simpson has been doing a good job today. He's with Andrew Marriott. Yeah, Kevin just out of the car. Um, we had Declan up in the booth and he was, uh, he was really bigging you up, but you were doing some great lap times there. Yeah, I felt really comfortable in the car right then. And uh, yeah, just really comfortable in the car. So I was able to do some pretty good laps whenever I had clean air, um, but just a little bit difficult in traffic here. Six hours of rubber, of course, down now. Did you notice it difficult offline? Um, yeah, definitely once I got offline with uh, the prototypes passing me, um, it got a little bit difficult trying to keep up the pace. Um, because you'd collect all the marbles and it messed you up a little bit, but it was not too bad. Um, so yeah, I'm quite happy with it. You're certainly learning a lot here at the Petit Le Mans. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've never done this race before, and this is only my fourth endurance race, so I'm pretty happy with how it's going. 
Simpson. Busy uh, pit lane. We've had the number three, the uh, Corvette, come in. That was Nicky Katzberg stayed aboard on that one, uh, tyres and fuel. And then we had the Bass Sullivan Lexus come in. Uh, that actually had Carl Coher get out. Dorset. Carl, quick word. Uh, how, was that? how was that run for you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think we got a bit lucky. I mean, we, we made it through traffic and everything very well. The McLaren was really fast in the GTD category, so pretty much just let him by and uh, let him race with the BMW there. Uh, they're racing really hard right ahead of me, which was nice because I could get a bit of a toe off of them and save some fuel. Um, but that Ferrari was just on rails. They passed us and kind of left everyone in the dust there, but we're pretty fortunate that they got a drive through there because that just put us right back in the lead. Uh, but still four hours and 20 minutes ago. It's, uh, it's going to be hard to hang on to it for sure, but uh, I think we've got a good race car right now. So where, where is this Ferrari so much quicker then? Because they normally moan about being very bad on the BOP. Uh, they're definitely not bad on the BOP. I don't know if they're uh, maybe haven't shown their hand and this is their last race with, with that uh, that car that they're racing. Uh, but they're quick everywhere. It's They're quick in straight line, they're quick in the braking, quick in the high speed, quick in the low speed, and they've got virtually zero tire egg. So uh, it's going to be hard to compete with them for sure. Thanks, it is Carl Coe. Jack Hawksworth uh, took over the, the uh, Bass Sullivan Lexus car. The one remaining car, of course, the, uh, the AM car. Uh, ended up in the barriers, uh, unfortunately, due to incident with the number five car driven by Loic Duval a couple of hours, well, an hour ago, I suppose, no? Yeah, uh, Aaron Tealitz getting out of that car under his own steam. Fourth position for Tom Blomqvist as he comes past the Corvette, dives down past us to cross the line now, down towards turn one. Something hanging off the front of that number 60, my shank racing car on the left hand side uh, i appreciate this is merely a right hand circuit so has he picked up some debris from someone else or has he knocked off a dive plate on the front of that car can't decide what it is i ah, know he's knocked off a piece of bodywork one of the pink dive planes has come loose there it's the middle of the three canards on the left hand front of that car so presumably either a little bit of tyre debris being thrown up or some light brush pass contact. Yeah, sticking out at almost 90 degrees there down the back straight. See if he comes in this. When's that car due in, Jeremy, the uh, the 60 accurate? He's done, uh, he's done about... Well, we've had some yellows. 22 laps, is it? No, no, it's been green right. since uh, 22 laps since his last bit. So, so another 10 laps or so, I would imagine. Okay. I think the first of the leaders should t to make a pit stop should be the number 31 car. Yeah. And uh, we could probably expect that anything about three or four laps time from now. The worry that they will have, well, I suppose he's in the window, to be honest, but the worry will be have if IMSA decide that that is a danger to other people or it might fall off and end up in the road on the track surface and have to cause a yellow and might get a black and orange flag for that. Sun beginning to sink over turn seven. That's where it goes down here. That's the west end of the circuit. Starting to be a little bit of a visibility problem for us in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre, but that is as of naught as compared to the windscreens of these cars. No open top cars now, of course. All of the prototypes are closed and the GT cars are always have been, of course. Well, unless you go back to the 1920s and 30s at Le Mans where you could have a convertible, but you had to run the first four laps with the top up before you put it down great great start that isn't it in the supplementary regs we've changed the amount of laps you've got to run with the top up 
uh, this weekend for this track. <laughs> Another lap completed for Tom Blomqvist. Put the car on poor position, this number 60 accurate down to turn one in the GT traffic again. And has one of the Ferraris he's just gone by. How he can see out of that window when he's pointing up towards turn five, I've got no idea. In fact, it wasn't a Ferrari. There you go. It was the uh, number 25 Motul BMW. And it won't get any better. There, it, there is just a little bit of cloud gathering and blowing in from the west, actually. So as the sun comes down, you might get a little bit of respite from it. Um, Sundown is not a oh, big lot of by Blockfist. Is in behind the Inception McLaren coming out of turn six. The foliage on that part of the circuit oh, does the lead. provide some shadow there, and it's already stretching across the back straight as into the pit lane comes the leader of the race, Pipo Tarani, and heads down into the pit lane. It's Nick and Andrew down there. This looks fairly a standard stop, Nick. Yep, it's just, uh, well, they've got some tyres in the car, they're putting some fuel, they're cleaning his windscreen. Uh, both doors are shut already, so I don't think he even took an extra uh, slug of uh, drink. And, uh, oh, there's a lot of dust coming in. They, 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 they took, oh, now, there's a little bit of a seat. Okay, the front right seems to have a seating problem. Luckily, this isn't causing too much problem, because there's fuel still going in. If this had been a, a non-fuel time stop as the heart of racing Aston Martin 27 comes right in front of them and slightly blocks their exit. Okay, this is this is a stop that's gone slightly wrong, mainly due to the fact the Aston Martin is right ahead of them. Uh, I'm not sure they may just have run over one of their uh, airlines as well, but certainly they lost about five seconds being pushed back. Yeah, they, they, they hit something and they could be in for trouble there. But also, that all went wrong when they uh, effectively were blocked by the 27 Heart of Racing car. It's only a full service, by the way, including driver change. Uh, that's not great. I mean, obviously, with, with enough time to make it back up again, but they've certainly lost five or six seconds at least, even before any action that may or may not happen for that uh, pit item infringement. Thank you, Nick. Durrani Sting in the car is the headline there. He's left the pits. Now, Earl Bamba assumes the lead in the dark red and black Cadillac. He will be into the pits for his yeah. uh, stop yeah. in a minute. Yeah, so on lap uh, 233, the 02 car leads for the first time since lap 63, so a long time ago. But um, that's, that's a car that... Do they have the penalties? I don't think they have any penalties, have they? How many cars have led DPI, Jeremy? Uh, six. Six of the seven. So yeah. which is the one that has it? Good question. Uh, the number 60. No, that's 60 of the first five laps. So 48? 48, yeah, 48. Yeah. Okay. Nick with Molly BMW in the hands of Bill Orbelin, second place. Just put that car's fastest first sector in as he tries to chase down Sebastian Prio. Earl Bamba on the pit lane. Big lockup as he came in. That's a surefire sign that he'll be changing those Michelin tyres when he comes in. He's not going to need a, to put another set on that. Another set of uh, another set of laps. That's going all the way down to pit out. And if I peer through the T. V booth, I can see Nick Dearman is there. I am, and waving. Uh, <laughs> he's waving. Uh, that's a bit of a 1980s reference for you all. Uh, 
Okay, this, this is, uh, looks like a much more standard stop than the Cadillac of uh, Wheel and Engineering. This is uh, the tyres going on. It's all very going to be calm, isn't it? It's all timed by the uh, by the fuel stop, of course, could be R and Emissary, and it's parallel work, unlike, of course, in uh, in wet, where it's in series. You need to fuel first, they decide to the tyres. A situation I much prefer. But, uh, but away they go, and that was a at least at least seven seconds faster pit stop than we saw from people Durani a couple of minutes ago. Thank you, Nick. So that means that Philippe Albuquerque was cycled to the lead, but he's not yet done his eighth pit stop. In the number 10, Conning Evanolta Acura. As Kamui Kobayashi comes in, a lap off the lead. Keep an eye on that as Earl Bamba leaves, as described by Nick. Uh, final Aston Martin race for Maxi Martin out of the heart of racing at number 27. Been an up and down day for them, but the championship still within reach, Nick. Uh, Maxime, uh, it's, it's, it was going well. You've had some problems over the last couple of hours. Can you explain what they were and the, and the effects they've had? Yeah, we had some uh, electric, electronical issues, which created uh, in the first in the power issues. And then uh, in the second thing, we had a steering issue, so we had to box again because nothing, I couldn't shift anymore. We had some, some issues. But then afterwards, we had no issues anymore and we could run, but I don't know exactly where we are, but uh, yeah, we had, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but we continue, we keep pushing. Only a few hours left of your last Aston Martin run. Uh, you're gonna break a few Aston Martin fans' hearts. And what's the highlight of your Aston Martin career? Yeah, for sure, we had really good, uh, good races, up and downs, but, uh, for sure, winning Le Mans in 2020 was, was one of the highlights. Winning some races here in the US, Watkins Land, Mosport was, was also very nice. So, uh, yeah, in the end, I felt like it was the right moment for me to, to move on and uh, have a new challenge. And when, we, when will we find out what the new challenge is? No, I, I, can't, I can't say anything, but you will know soon. Thanks, Maxine. Thank you. Good effort, Nick. I, I, I did like the fact you did yeah. try, though. Well done. Uh, Maxime Martin, uh, another one of these drivers who is just so consistent. Good on the long runs. And there's been a mainstay of Aston Martin around the world for such a long time. It's going to be like Jimmy Bruni, isn't he? Still haven't quite got used to Jimmy Bruni not wearing the scarlet overalls of the Mortimer brand. And he's been gone for a few years. It'll be the same with Maxi. Don't forget he was at uh, BMW before that, as Shea rightly reminds me. And uh, hello to Shea Adam, who rejoins us uh, in the pit lane. Hello. Oh, you're back on your own pack as well there. Four yeah. hours and ten minutes to go, Shea. Oh. And still very pleasant temperature out there. 20 degrees in the air and on the track, that's 68 Fahrenheit. That wind still blowing straight down. The front straight, pushing the cars into turn one. Wait a minute, it's only 68 degrees on the track because the racing seems like it's about 170 degrees Fair on the point. track. Um, I do have one quick update for you regarding Aero Motorsport. They went back behind the wall a little while ago. That was a right front suspension failure. They have since come back out and are continuing to run because if something should happen to the number eight who leads the championship, they can still overtake them for that championship win. 
That's bold of them, being out there and staying out there. That's the essence of endurance racing, Jeremy. Yep. Get that, get it yes. to the end. Now, Tower Motorsports, that number eight car that uh, Shea was just talking about, Louis Delatras. He's carving his way through traffic, the black and uh, orange, a bit of white on there as well, down the back straight. Change of place in GTD for, I guess it was seventh place. Phil Ellis moving ahead of Lewis Perez Compact. That's the number 57 Woodward Racing Mercedes uh, getting getting past the uh, number 21 Ferrari. He's been charging along for this lately. Into the pit lane for the tower car. So through goes Dragon Speed and Sebastian Montoya. Has JP been in that car yet, Jeremy? Yeah. He has, uh, right. He's done aced it, I think. Aced it, all right. So here is the orange, black and white number eight tower events car. And that will be coming into Shear's end of the pits, who's just uh, joined us. Shear, you speak about that car and you draw it magically to your feet. <laughs> I summoned it to come into the pit lane. And thank you, Louis, for listening. Actually, come make your stop. Fuel tires cleaning out of the vents at the front of the car. And other than that, not even a drinks bottle for Louis Delatraz. So clearly feeling very comfy at this. As we rapidly approach what would be considered happy hour of this race. And the timing streets were definitely reflecting that about 15 minutes ago. Ooh, windshield tear off for Louis as well. I wonder if they, you know, they really need to figure that out on the um, virtual racing. So that when you come into the pit lane, all of a sudden your screen gets a lot clearer. That's something that I'm sure he hasn't been used to in the past for Louis. Perfect stop by Tower Motorsports is into the pit lane. Comes the number 10, the Konigman Ultra. Acura of uh, <laughs> who is the behind the wheel right now? It's uh, Philippe Albuquerque, I believe. Yep. And he's coming in, as John told me in my ear, they already do that on virtual racing, just a sign that I haven't done very much of that. Ricky Taylor is up on the wall, up on the wall, running around the left-hand side, and thrusting himself into the car as Philippe Albuquerque trips out of it, but no harm, no foul. Four tires and fuel for this Acura, and it is going to trigger a slew of pit stops for the other cars in class, including a spot Tim Gray's answer to every question. It's Mr. Scott Dixon up on the wall for the Cadillac. What do you have any questions, uh, Shea, in fairness? Um, just talking about Maxime Martin there, talking with Nick a moment or two ago. Jossap97 has tweeted at him to radio. He's done quite a bit of racing with Porsche at Nordschleifer and Spa in recent years. And it didn't we hear John DeGee saying that there's a Porsche GTP seat in IMSA opening, open for a a driver from outside of Porsche. Ooh, two plus two equals 963. Mm, possible. Into the pits for the uh, number zero one Cadillac and Ricky Taylor's just taking the number 10 Acura out. Uh, so Tom Blomqvist has cycled to the lead, but also a pit lane. Slight problem with the left front, but it was on before the fuel hose came out, so no time lost there. Now, what Nick was saying earlier on is it is the fuel that is the determining factor for these pit stops. You are allowed to do other service work on the car when the fuel's going in here in IMSA competition, unlike if you're watching us and you're normally watching the WEC, you can only do fuel or tyres one at a time. Now, it's normally fuel first, and then it goes up on the jacks and you do the uh, the tyres. So if you change tyres, that is a, an additional amount of time 
in the pits. So it actually pays you in IMSA, in WEC competition, excuse me, to make your tyres last longer, whereas it matters not whether you double stint them in IMSA, apart from the fact that in both series there are no tyre warmers. So uh, you pay a slight pe penalty in the opening laps of going out on cold Michelin rubber. Into the pit lane then for Tom Blomqvist. I said he owed us the equivalent stop to what we've seen from that what we've just seen from everyone else. And she Adam, if you look very carefully, there's a bit of bodywork loose on the left-hand side front. It's on the wrong side of the car from you. But it just seems to have popped open a little bit, almost as if it's smiling at you. Oh, I am on the outside, John. I saw this on the previous pit stop on the cameras. Now, I thought that this was in connection to the high-class racing kerfuffle coming into the pit lane because that was right as the Shank 60 was into the pit lane. But this damage is quite significant, actually. It's a giant gap into the nose cone of the car. They whip off the old bodywork, the nose, and chuck it at Tori, one of our pit officials who nimbly moves out of the way, run over to the wall, grab the new piece, carefully put that into place. Oh, the wheels are moving on the jack stands, John. If the car was engaged in gear, it wasn't moving at full aggression, but the wheels were spinning while the car was up in the air. No, no. Uh, meantime, we've had two little offs, uh, one at turn one and one at turn 10, and they were little offs. Uh, fairly looking at particularly at turn one. Dirk Muller off at turn 10 in the number 32 team caught off Mercedes. He has rejoined and the 81 is off at uh, turn one. That is Seb Montoya in the Dragon Speed car. So Montoya's gone off at turn one and has now resumed. You don't have small incidents at turn one. So young Montoya, third generation Montoya that's here this weekend. His dad and his granddad. Uh, are here this weekend and Sher Adam can uh, give us more on that. Because the wheels were not spinning at any rate of speed, i.e. they were just gently turning, oh. that is not actually what the spirit of oh. the penalty is meant for. So that will not be a drive-through penalty. And another car that has had that exact same incident earlier on today, the car you were just talking about, the Montoya Mobile. Yeah, and it was a big sideways moment at turn number one for Sebastian Montoya. It looked like for a moment the caught-off car had cut out completely coming out of uh, turn number 10. And yeah, is, is this another steering wheel problem for a different manufacturer? It was the Aston Martin, the heart of racing car. It looked uh -oh. very much as though the 32 and Dirk Muller wasn't going to get any further, but he has continued. Uh, and we'll keep an eye on both of those cars because that was a very sideways moment for young Montoya. Coming down to the end of another hour. Uh, just four to go at the end of this one. So does that mean another tranche of points, Jeremy, for uh, Michelin Endurance Cup? It's, uh, it's at four and eight. Yes. Right, so we've got two minutes away from that. People to run. No. Four to go. Oh, sorry, no, that's only six. I'm, I'm reading that the wrong way. My apologies. It's four and eight, isn't it? Four, eight four and eight. Ten. Yeah, we're only uh, six in and four remaining. Doing that the wrong way around. My apologies. Befuddled brain from Hindhoff, but that's not exactly a headline, is it? Top of the shot, Pete Motorani leads Earl Bamba by a second and a half. The number 31 wheel and engineering red white Cadillac from the 0 2. Uh, that is the dark red and black. 
Chip Ganassi, Cadillac racing machine. Ricky Teal is the best of the Acuras and at the moment is in championship winning position in the black and blue, the glossy number 10 Koenigham and Altecar. Tom Blomqvist is some 14 seconds further back. For Meyershank Racing, that's the white and pink car. Scott Dixon back in the Cadillac 01, the white and black car. And there are the first five cars in DPI on the lead lap. The only one still on the lead lap now, 55-0 seconds uh, separating them. Josh Pearson uh, leads by 23 seconds for PR1 Matheson Motorsport over Tower Motorsports. Louis Delitras in the uh, number eight, that's the Tangerine. Uh, orange, black and white car and Seb Montoya after that spin has dropped uh, 20 seconds back from Tower Motorsport. Remember they were having a battle before their pit stops. In LMP3, Josh Burden for Andretti leads by 5.4 seconds from Nolan Siegel for Junior 3 Racing, 36 from 30 and Sean Creech Motorsport another minute further back in the Stars and Stripes 33. Seb Prio for Inception Racing by 7 seconds over Bill Oberlin and the white Red and blue, Litwin Molly, Turner Motorsport, BMW number 96, and it's Brian Sellers in the Paul Miller car. Another uh, 11 seconds further back, Mario Formbacher for Gradient is another 17 seconds further back. And then it's Jaden Conright for NTE, that's the white and blue, light blue, number 42, NTE SSR Lamborghini. He's two seconds further back and has five seconds on Phil Ellis in the black and blue. Winwood Racing Car and in GTD Pro, BMW Team RLL lead in the number 25 by 7.7 seconds from the bright yellow Vassar Sullivan RCF GT3 Lexus, the number 14, and Nicky Katzberg in third, also in a yellow car, the Carvet, Corvette C8R at the number three. That's how it stands with four hours to go. You're listening to IMSA Radio. We are live from the 25th. Mortal Petit Le Mans, Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta, around the world on RS2 in sound and vision at www.imsaradio.com, Sirius XM 207, and here at Road Atlanta on 98.1 FM. <laughs> 